you can hire a virtual contractor from anywhere. That's what we're doing when we go to Fiverr or Upwork and we're seeking a specialized service. But a lot of times when we hear VA, we're thinking of more of an admin assistant who can help us with the inbox, calendar management, customer service. And so I like to try to get people to be more specific with the title because I think that's why it probably doesn't sit well with us is we're like, what is it? What does this person do? But if we can get more specific about what a VA, it'll make it easier to figure out, will it help me? Who should I hire? What can they do? All of those like bigger questions that come after we first learn about it. You're on a mission and you just need more people to know about it. And whether you're brand new to marketing or a seasoned pro, we are all looking for answers to make marketing decisions with purpose. I'm Monica Pitts, a techie, crafty business owner, mom, and aerial dancer who solves communication challenges through technology. This podcast is all about digging in and going digital. I'll share my marketing know-how and business experience from almost 20 years of misadventures. I'll be your backup dancer so you can stop doubting and get moving towards marketing with purpose. Hello again, friends, and welcome back to Marketing with Purpose. My name is Monica Pitts, and I am your host today. I'm pretty excited about this episode because I am always looking for amazing human beings to help me get things done. And the podcasts that I've been listening to and the blogs that I follow have been talking a lot about virtual assistants. And I was really interested in this idea because in my company, I've had a lot of interns, some part-time employees, and lots of full-time employees. But I just now started coming around and hiring contractors to help us with very specialized things things like our social media and our online advertising. And I was wondering, are there more things that I should consider outsourcing to people who are maybe far better at them than I am so that way I can stay focused on the things that are most important for me to do for my business? So then comes this idea of a virtual assistant. It sounds like virtual assistants are oftentimes the first hires that young or new entrepreneurs make in their business because they aren't a full-time employee and they are often experienced at the tasks that you're asking them to do. So they don't require an enormous amount of training to take on those tasks and run with them. Well, that seems like a pretty valuable person, right? But what does that even mean and how does it work? Haha, that's where our guest comes in today, my friends. I am so excited to introduce you to Emily Reagan. She's the founder of the Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant School. Yeah, with like a name like that, I knew that I was going to want to be her friend from like the second I saw the business name. Like, whoa, that's so much fun. Unicorns. Okay, so she is a mom of four. She's an Air Force wife and a Jill of all trades when it comes to digital marketing and techie skills. She's worked behind the scenes as a digital marketing implementer and worked with all kinds of different creatives and furniture painters to help them grow their online businesses. She, in her digital marketing assistant school, the unicorn one, yes, she teaches women the digital marketing skills to get hired online as an in-demand, highly sought-after unicorn digital marketing assistant. In this episode, she's going to help us understand things like how many hours a week you need to be able to offer before considering a virtual assistant. 
She's going to let us know what we can expect a marketing virtual assistant to be able to do, how much guidance they might need. Also, you know, how do you communicate with one? How much would you usually pay for one? And even some tips to interview them and make sure that they're a good fit for you. So without further ado, I want to introduce you to this awesome unicorn, Emily Reagan. Let's get to business. Hello again, and welcome back to Marketing with Purpose. I am super pumped today because as everybody is trying to figure out how on earth they're going to get their marketing tasks done, there's the there's this term that I keep hearing in like the universe, and it, it, it is a virtual assistant. And I don't really 100% know what that means. I, I think that they sound like these magical people that could make me get stuff done, but I don't really know. And so today I brought with me um, Emily Reagan of the Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant School to tell us all about them and so we can understand. So um, Emily, why don't you start by just introducing yourself and your school? I want to hear about it. The term VA threw me for a loop too. When I was first freelancing, my biggest client used to call me her VA. I was like, what is that? What is that? I thought Virginia... Uh, being a military spouse, veterans affairs, and there just wasn't a lot of knowledge about this role. And it also never felt right to me. And I'll talk about that in a little bit. But a VA virtual assistant is an independent contractor who comes in and helps you with your business. And it is an umbrella term. And it can be a freelancer, more or less, who just helps you with any aspect. And we are starting to get a little bit more synonymous with hiring overseas. Like a lot of VAs are known for being from the Philippines, but you can hire a virtual contractor from anywhere. It's <clears throat> You can hire a virtual contractor from anywhere. That's what we're doing when we go to Fiverr or Upwork and we're seeking a specialized service. So for years, I was doing the marketing side of things. I come from a journalism and PR background and I kind of fell into that kind of work. I have never done admin myself. But a lot of times when we hear VA, we're thinking of more of an admin assistant who can help us with the inbox, calendar management, customer service. And so I like to kind of dump it on his head and flip the script a little bit and try to get people to be more specific with the title. Because I think that's why it probably doesn't sit well with us because we're like, what is it? What does this person do? But if we can get more specific about what a VA, it'll make it easier to figure out Will it help me? Who should I hire? What can they do? All of those like bigger questions that come after we first learn about it. So how did you go from being in an agency to running this unicorn digital marketing assistant school? And by the way, like once I understood that that was your name, I was just like, hi, and so pumped about talking to this human because she has glitter on her email signature and there are unicorns. And I love it. Like it, you, you know, can tell I'm so so funny. I'm like sporty spice, right? I'm actually, but this is my brand, and it came from this moment of questioning, who am I and what do I do? And I was talking with my teammate, and I've always been booked out because I had this marketing skill set and was able to help my clients grow, nurture, and sell to their audience. I was not your regular VA, and so I had this funny little conversation. It's been years of figuring out my own messaging, right? And I, I told my teammate, Deb, 
well, I'm a unicorn. That's what I am. And then we're like, let's run with that. And it's so fun to see this term being used now because I'm like, all right, I'm doing it right. But when I say unicorn, I don't mean someone who just does everything. I don't mean a general assistant who's like doing everything in your business. I mean, unicorn as in we all are smart women and especially my audience, a lot of women, we are oftentimes overeducated, have lots of career experience. We have our own unique passion, hobbies, interest. And then when I can teach these freelancers how to do marketing skills that are relevant and up to date, they become someone's magical hire. It's like the total package. A unicorn is someone who's rare and hard to find. It's the true Webster's, uh, uh, what am I, what is it called? Uh, definition. Sometimes not very good with words over here, but yeah, so that, that was really it. And that's why I started to call my marketing assistants, unicorn digital marketing assistants, because I can actually trademark that. I couldn't trademark unicorn VA or anything generic. So the unicorn is really Mm -hmm. the essence of like you leaning into your superpower. So with me, I came with a background of PR. So one of the first things I was able to do was write press releases. And then it just kept building up and building up. And next thing I knew, I was completely booked out. I was telling you before we hit record, I went to Sue McLaren's, uh, back then it was called Tribe Conference. And I didn't show up with a single, I had no business cards. I had no website. I was not growing my audience. I wasn't doing any of the things that your podcast listeners know better to do. And I got inundated because (laughs) of this skill to be someone behind the scenes who can help the visionary and the entrepreneur and are the entrepreneur and the entrepreneur is the person behind the scenes who can do a lot of the work, but doesn't need to be forward facing. So that's kind of how it started. And then I started training my teammates because I just had so many clients. And then I'm like, ding, ding, ding. Mm -hmm. This is a no brainer. I've already created the trainings. Why don't I just offer them to the world? Because I hit my max. You know what it's like to run an agency. It's hard. It's a lot of people management. Mm -hmm. I don't enjoy that. I like to do the creative work. And so I started the Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistance School. I've helped over 350 Uh, men and women start their business and focus on the marketing services that help business owners like you Mm -hmm. with this content hamster wheel that's happening, helping you with your inbound, a lot of inbound marketing, really. Yeah, I definitely. So just in the last um, two years, we what we were doing online marketing for people, we like as well as website design, we did uh, digital ads and we also did social media. We did some blog posts for people. And then when COVID hit, a lot of our people were like, I, I, sh- I can't spend any more money. And then I was like, you know what? I, I really don't like doing this anyway. What if we just don't do it anymore? And then we, we kept some people still close, you know, cause they were, you know, we felt like we loved them and we wanted them to have like someone take care of them. But then just uh, about a month ago, we were like, no more of any of it. And I had already outsourced all of our ads to somebody. And then we outsourced our social media to another person. It's way better. It's way better. Like, I don't want, it's like, I never want to touch it again. I love that, um, like our social media now, it's like, I just upload stuff to the Slack channel and somebody takes it and puts it where it's supposed to go. And I'm like, good. Cause I can share my story. I just don't want to, I just don't want to do it. Like I, and so anyway, 
This is my own personal testimony of it is so great to be supported <laughs> by human beings who do the things that you don't want to do. We have it's worth to. It. I mean, logistically, as business owners, we have to. I mean, I love blogging. I love writing a good blog. I love formatting. I love dinking around on my website. But is that the best use of my time right now? No. <laughs> Sometimes my brain might need it, but I need to get support in yeah. those areas that really free up my time to do the bigger things, which are, you know, do these visibility moments like this podcast with you or work on the evergreen funnel that I'm trying to build or the webinar that only I can mm -hmm. do. So it's really important that we get help. Yeah. And here's the thing, any successful person you see online is not doing it alone. It looks, it might look like they mm -hmm. are sometimes, but they are not. Somebody is helping them. And one of my best examples is this like 94 year old woman named Batty Winkle. She's on Instagram and she is a baller. She's like, you would love her style. It's like bright pink. And uh, she has somebody styling her, scheduling these posts, writing these posts. You know, she's getting her naps in, but she looks like you see Instagram and you're like, oh my gosh, she's on fire. She's not doing every little thing with Instagram. We already know it. And I think we all need to take a little like a lesson from Batty and hire out the things that are not in our genius and you know, mm -hmm. work where we are in, in our genius zone. Yeah. And I do. So even in our own universe, like, and, and I have like actual, I have employees and I have since the big, almost the beginning of my business, but I have to think about it like a dollar in a dollar out. Right. So if I can do this task and I can bill out $110 an hour, and I've got another person that I could pay um, $90 an hour even, but they do the task twice as fast, you got, you have to yeah. consider that, like, like, which makes more sense? Where should you be spending your time? If it's going to, you know, so it, it's funny because my husband and I sometimes think about our house the same way. We're like, well, we could, I could take off um, work and I could go pick up the kids early, or I could, you know, pay somebody to go pick up the kids, like when they were really little. And so I'm like, well, I, you know, I, I make more money than I pay the babysitter. And so I'm going to have her go pick up the kids and take them home and feed them a snack. And then they're happy when I get home. I mean, I had this epiphany in my business. Um, I had a year my husband was deployed and I have four kids and it was, I don't know how I got through it, but I had hired a housekeeper to come in and help me. I had a big old house in South Florida and I was amazed at that because she could come in and spend a day and clean the whole thing. And I would feel so like not only like the stress relief, knowing that I didn't have something on my plate, fully capable of doing it. It also lit my fire to declutter before she came in. And that's what having employees mm -hmm. or VAs in your business, if you know they're going to be working on something, it gets your hiney moving to get them the deliverables they need to do their job because you don't want to waste their time. Yes. Okay. So let's talk about some of the things that these unicorn virtual assistants can actually do. And actually, my first question, though, is for people who are trying to qualify themselves, they're probably sitting over there and they're like, yeah, but I don't really know if I have enough yeah. stuff to do um, to hire a, a virtual assistant. So how many hours a week um, do you need to be able to offer to somebody before considering hiring okay, a virtual assistant? Such a loaded opinion? question, because every single independent contractor yeah. sets their terms, their rates and their hours. So uh -huh. it's really, what do you need? It's not what they need. And mm -hmm. yeah, some VAs are at a higher level where they're going to be looking for higher chunks of time, right. And different kind of retainers. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. One of the, one of my longtime running clients, when I first started helping her, it was five hours a month. That's it. 
we were able to get the ball rolling. I was handling her blog and then I would just tell her, Hey, we've hit our time. Should we add more? Like, let's get some more attraction. So I think the biggest fear is, am I going to be surprised by this invoice (laughs) that I wasn't expecting? Am I going to blow my budget? Am I not going to have enough for this person to work on? But a lot of us like myself included, are moms who want to work during school hours. We actually are choosing this because we don't want the 60 hour work week. There are people who want Mm part-time jobs that that not everybody, not every VA's dream is to go be an employee and get back to a a 40 hour work week. No. And I, like every time my husband and I talk about him potentially shifting into a more flexible job. We're like, yeah, but does that mean that you're going to have to go be under somebody's thumb and wear a suit to work every day and like have to be at the office five days a week, like at least like nine hours a day. And and I'm, and I'm like, yeah. oh, no, no, baby. No, we can't do that. Like we're, it's not at, not in our mid forties. We don't yeah, want to go back there. Life we want, we know better and we can you know, change that. But what I'll say about VAs is if someone's not going to give you as many hours, that's cool. You just need to give them more time. You need to give them more leadway mm-hmm. and turnaround times to get the project to you. So that might not work well. Mm-hmm. If you need admin help, if you need someone in your inbox every day, like that minimum amount of time and mm-hmm. having to spread it over every hour, it gets harder to find somebody who wants those parameters for their, but there's always somebody, mm-hmm. there's a lot of like great people eager for work who just want to make a little extra money and use their brains. Okay, so then we just started describing some of the skills, or you did, or some of the things that you might have a virtual assistant do. So you particularly work with marketing virtual assistants because I I mean, who doesn't want somebody to help them with their marketing? I would like someone to help me with mine, please. Um, I like to overwhelm myself. It is a thing I do. <laughs> um, so what can you expect a marketing virtual assistant to be able to do? What are some common tasks that they, well, they take program, on? Well, in my program, I teach email marketing, beginner funnels. So being able to do the lead magnet funnels, we teach uh, SEO and content marketing as far as blogs and social media and affiliates. So we give, I give them a solid baseline. And so it's important to ask questions because everyone's going to have a different like unicorn package of things they that are in their wheelhouse and things that aren't. And I think that's the hardest thing mm-hmm. is you don't really know unless you ask, but the marketing VA mm-hmm. will help you push your content out and they'll be able to repurpose your content and they'll be able to, as they get to know your business, start thinking strategically for you and coming up with ideas. And that's probably... It's just so helpful because when you're stuck in your own business, it's like you can't read the label from inside the bottle. It's so nice sometimes to have fresh eyes, pull it out. Somebody who follows it through can set a content plan, keep you on schedule. Like one of the first things they take over Mm -hmm. is that weekly nurture email to get you on schedule. And then also follow through to the reporting and tracking, which is really what makes my unicorn special. But any freelancer listening to like, you know, like you don't just send an invoice. You, you, you go over the work, you, you bring your insights, you bring the, the data points you see and you help create strategy from that. And I think that's really important. It's not just like posting to post. And if you do get like a, a general admin VA and they say they do marketing, like make sure you're getting that extra like analytical service included. Absolutely. And I think that those of us who do run our marketing ourselves, that's the first thing Ooh. that goes like, is that analytical service? Like I, there are definitely times that I know that this email hit 
because I get responses, right? You're like, what? People are emailing me. They emailed me back. Yes, winning. Um, But that does not happen like very often. And and so when it happens, you know, it worked. And of course, at the end of a really big marketing campaign where you put a ton of energy into it or a ton of money into it, you're going to look at those, those details. But on the regular, I don't look every single week and be like, so how'd that email open rate go? Or like, Hey, how many listens did I have on that podcast? I don't do that. Like I, like I do it every so often, but not, not like you're describing here. So I could see that accountability would be really good. Um, and it sounds like too, once they get to know your business, they really are like, uh, they're thinking with you and for you, like as a partner, not somebody that you're like, yeah, that's really my goal out of this, because this is what I did for clients so well. And this is what made me so indispensable. And I think that it's easy to go to Fiverr, get somebody temporary to help you with something, but it's hard to find the teammate who's loyal, who's going to grow with you. And so what I like to say is get Mm -hmm. somebody who has that growth mindset And then as your business gets more successful, you can help that person up level into a different role and start shedding some of even the lower level tasks, like just, you know, some of the things that they're going to outgrow. They are, they are going to outgrow it. Like nobody wants Mm -hmm. to stay stay doing the same repetitive thing forever. And if you do, if you have that person, I heard, um, I think it was Rachel Hollis said that that's the soldier versus the general. A lot of people are looking for the general who can give the orders and just take more leadership because we can't do all the things in our business. But if you do have a soldier, recognize it. There's a time and place for that. Some people are happy like that. Though I think the hard thing mm-hmm. is that having these high expectations that your soldier is going to be a general. And I can't help myself talking mm-hmm. in military terms right now. <laughs> it's Okay. Um, my husband's job is he does loans for veterans and that's it. That's his whole job. So I come home every day to hear stories about the same types of stuff, even though he didn't serve yeah. in the military, that's his job. So he works with veterans every day. And it's he doesn't know what VA so means. Sounds- He's going to think it's like the veteran thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, yeah, yes. But like. Maybe, maybe. I mean, he does have a wife who runs a small business, so maybe he knows. Um, so question for you then, the way that you were just describing virtual assistants, you're saying that they can be generals, but they can also be soldiers. They might start as soldiers and then they work their way up to being generals, which is, that's yeah. cool. That's I, I mean, really I see cool. it time and time again. And I think that's why so many people come to me for hiring because they do want they want that brain, but you know, you start adding in, if you find somebody who's like organized, has project management experience, like that's a good, our capabilities, like they're thinking in terms of tracking deadlines, if they're able to start helping you manage things, like that's a good sign that you have a general. And then from there, that person could be what we call an online business manager. Maybe they're running more of the Uh day-to-day tasks. Or the, another term that's popular right now is integrator and director of operations. These all start, you know, as you go yeah. up the business ladder, it's like a higher mm-hmm. title. But yeah, that's what we're ultimately, you know, hoping when we're solopreneurs and small business owners. Well, and you kind of work your way through the ranks as a small business owner to do those things too, because I was the, you know, the person that did the work. And then I was the director of operations. And then eventually I was like, I'm not really fit to be the director of operations anymore. I mean, you have two kids and then your brain explodes and then somehow you can't think that way anymore. I don't know. And so then you have like people that come up after you and they can grow into those spots. And it sounds like 
a VA is just, um, I don't want to depreciate it, but it's like almost a smaller commitment yeah. employee. So you have, you know, instead of having to offer a bajillion hours, you can have a person that comes in and helps you with specific tasks yeah. and then they can move their way through. So question, um, what does like weekly communication look like in general? Like how do you advise people to interact with their VAs? Because, you know, got to get tasks to, I mean, do they just work through a software? Do you yeah. have a meeting? It's, like what is it? Uh, this is kind of a funny topic because as independent contractors, you just don't want to misclassify someone as an employee, right? So one of the things you can yeah. do is have a uh, contract in place for sure. And don't give someone the whole bread yeah. and butter of your business, like have them have a specific role, have them send an invoice. And one of the tricky things with yeah. the IRS is this whole meeting thing. Because technically, when you hire a contractor, you're hiring them for results and you're not supposed to micromanage. And if you start micromanaging, you get misclassified as an employee. So it's like you're hiring for results that you want, but it gets gray if you're hiring someone for hourly support, right? So, and you're, you're going to have your yeah. SOPs for that. So when it comes to meetings, I think protect, like I, it's good to have meetings. I think it's a huge mistake people make is they hire a VA, like never talk to them again and expect them to just like run to the sun with all the tasks and know exactly what to do. That happens way too much. You do need regular meetings, but I would just dance around that time and place. And you like technically the contractor should be setting those, but just come up with a time that works with you. Make sure you're both honoring that. It's really good to have a, um, a 30, 60, 90 day with any new hire anyway, but make, just make sure that mm -hmm. you're not demanding there at that meeting because technically um, the IRS would count you for that. Okay. So they need to be probably reaching out and doing those meetings. And that's a really good um, differentiator too. I noticed like after you talking about those patterns, I'm like, well, yeah, that's what my contractors do. Like that's what the people that manage my social media yeah. and my ads and stuff, they do that. Yeah. They're like, Hey, how do you they're like, we're going to meet, we're going to go over these results. And I'm like, uh, okay, my employees, they don't ever go over the results with me. They just move on to the next thing. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. Well, in my <laughs> business, I have a weekly Wednesday meeting. I do. And I, I brushed it over with them. Mm -hmm. There's no pressure to be there. You know, I, I get it. And I probably understand too much, but yeah, it's a standing meeting. And sometimes it's just like a, check in with me. Like, let's talk. How am I bottlenecking everyone today? <laughs> you know? So, yeah. So I think as long as you're just not becoming the dictator of it, you're, you'll be okay. Yeah. And that actually is probably a big relief for people to hear because, um, like I have told, um, Stacy, who's my CFO over and over again, I'm like, I think you could use a virtual assistant. I think it would make your life so much better. And you would be able to focus on more things that are like Stacy level tasks. Right. And she's like, yeah, but I can't handle another person to micromanage. Like that's her biggest pet peeve. But what you're telling me is that that is not what they're supposed to be. And if you're micromanaging them, then they're actually should be classified as employees. And we would be lying yeah. to the government. And that's probably what I... I yeah, see oh, the yeah. most is the micromanaging problem. It's hard. I mean, I do a little bit of it too, and it's hard because I know marketing. So I'm like, oh, but uh -huh. you know, you have to set them up for the outcomes that you want and then you give them the uh -huh. SOPs and then you let them, you let them do that. 
right? And it's hard to let go. Like delegation Mm -hmm. is a skill that we learn over time. We have to refine it. It's not easy. But if you're thinking in terms of like how, like take the time to get organized and get it right now so that it pays off for your business in the future. And you had asked this question earlier about, I can't even remember how you phrased it, but my answer was like design the business of the future. Like if you know you don't want to be doing social media forever, now would be a great time to take someone on small and get them used to their business and test it out. And don't wait for that burning fire. So many people come to us, submit their job and they're like, we're launching in two days. And I'm like, good luck. Like, it's too late. <laughs> like you could get some webinar support or something, but no one's going to come in and like flip your business around and like do, do it before you're ready and do it small and safe. Yeah. Well, and like what I, whenever I really hate a task and I'm like, this is uh, demotivating to me. So I don't like anything repetitive, anything way too detail oriented, not your girl. So um, when I'm thinking really, really hard about the task, what I'll do is I'll like open up a Google doc and I start writing out instructions and making short videos and linking them in and taking screenshots. Cause I'm like, this is the last time that I am doing this thing. And like, so in the back of my head, I'm like, I'm never doing this again. And I'm going to document the crap out of it. So someone else will do it for me. And then like, I think that my biggest moment of sadness is when I hand this glorious thing over to somebody and I train them and then they don't use it. And I'm like, but, but, but the, it's this right here that you had to check that box. And anyway, so that's like, use yeah. the resources. It's so Good important. For, you. <laughs> for doing yeah. what you're describing is like setting up the SOPs for somebody to come in and repeat it and do it how you like it. Just, yeah. Just the key in hiring somebody, because it's so hard to hire someone and then be like, oh God, now what do I do? What do I give them? It would be nice if you had the list. I feel like we should name it. Like, the dirty six or something like the first things you don't want to do anymore. I don't know. And get that off your plate. It's actually going to feel so, so good. And it's going to free up so much time, but you, you called it like when you manage your time and you, and you create awareness about what is not in your wheelhouse, what's becoming, what are you shuffling mm-hmm. your feet on and dragging on and on? Like those are the first things to get off your plate. I agree. Okay. So, um, budget, I gotta know. Um, cause that is a question. I see it even in Facebook groups are like, how much do you normally pay a BA? And I bet, I bet there's a range. I, I, there has to be a range, right? So like, can you give us an idea of a typical range? So the people who are like, I can't afford this could be like, well, maybe I could, or maybe they pencil it in and they're like, I will yeah. afford this <laughs> in, in three months yeah. or whatever it well, is. Well, okay. Let, I'll, I'll peel it all back. Let's start with overseas VAs. They tend to charge, they could charge okay. between two and $10 an hour. You need to have, I know. What? And I, I have a slight ethical problem with this, and it's really confusing, but yet you don't want to blow up someone's economy with a bubble of like overpricing. So I don't know the answer on that, but a lot of people go overseas because they know, I mean, that's what companies do. We outsource. So you can save money. Mm-hmm. You can still find your general over there, but some of the pitfalls are like different time zone. English isn't a first language. So that, I think that works well with things that are repetitive or maybe you need it done overnight. So you wake up and it's done. Um, you have a lot of options mm-hmm. there. And then we see this like general admin VA level. I will see anywhere between 15 and $25 for a general admin VA. Mm-hmm. And I think that's pretty fair. I don't feel good paying somebody 
like what Chick-fil-A pays right now, you know, um, you can go through a agency and you can hire somebody and you're mm-hmm. going to be paying $45 an hour for that same person, like trained mm-hmm. up, knows what they're doing, but then you don't get the loyal teammate. And to me, it feels kind of icky to be paying the middleman, but sometimes that helps if you're, mm-hmm. if you're in a fast start, if you're in a situation and you're like, I don't have time to waste that can be a great resource, but long-term, you're going to want to find the teammate, you're going to want to hire for that certain position. And then I teach my marketing mm-hmm. assistants to start at $25 an hour, just after they've been through all the training mm-hmm. and all of the knowledge. Here's the thing. Anytime you get closer to the sale, you can charge more, right? When marketing is bringing in traffic, mm-hmm. traffic brings in sales. So when I see a $25 an hour VA or marketing VA, I know that they're newer, which there's with that, but mm-hmm. just have that frame of reference. It's you don't want to have blind leading the blind. If you need someone with more experience, yeah. just like think about that. And I'll see upwards to $50 an hour. And then you start to see copywriters. Uh, if you see a copywriter, anyone who can write, usually I tell them start at $50 an hour because that writing is like such a gift. And then it, it can go up from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you start getting to OBM level. OBMs are above 50, 65, $75 an hour. Well, that's the online business manager that I mentioned. Oh yeah. They usually start out. A lot of them have started Mm -hmm. out as VAs. They just had a really knack for systems and processes and management. And Mm -hmm. like I said, the cream rises really quickly. So the OBM can come in, in that regard too. And any, did I leave out any other prices? I feel like I threw a lot at you. There's a lot. Tech, tech VAs can be, uh, the same as marketing VAs, but one of the one of the things I see is people get so stuck on I need this skill set, I need this tech stack, and only someone who's an expert at this, this, and this, and that just becomes so unrealistic because that tech expert in that one platform, if they're any good, they're already they're like three hundred dollars an hour. So if you can get the person who's worked in sister programs, who has that growth mindset you will, you can still stay below $50 an hour and not panic. Yeah. And I mean, friends for real, like when you want to have good people that are really going to take care of you and think for you and do it for you, you, you have to be ready to pay them for it. And I always tell myself, like, if I had a person that did, um, all the things that my contractors do for me, would I be paying them as much as I pay my contractors? And the answer is I would actually be paying them more because I value my full-time employees and I, and I have benefits for them and, you know, paid vacation and all these things. Well, that plus their base salary is going to be way more than I pay these contractors to help me with my work. And it, but I'm not afraid to pay someone to do a good job. Like I don't, I hate, I hate paying people to do a bad job. That makes yeah. me very sad. So I would much rather pay to do well, a good job. Really okay. Let me so, say one thing oh, about that. You really get it. But an independent contractor has a lot of extra expenses. And one thing that classifies them as a contractor is the fact that they do. So if you like provided them with a computer, that's like treating them like an employee, but they are just keep this in mind. Cause I know people get stuck on the hourly rate, but like you said, you were saving so much money because you were not committing to the 40 hour a week person or, you know, the part-time employee and you can use them as you need. It's very flexible, right? And you don't have to worry about the benefits mm-hmm. and all of the HR rules, but the independent contractor, mm-hmm. they're paying a 15% self-employment tax. Like they have all these extra expenses. So somebody who's at $20 an hour, uh, there's a price perception there. And I'm going to question if this person is stupid because they're, 
doing it for nothing. Mm -hmm. I can't help but be like, why are you not confident? Are you not good? Why are you at this rate? The smart people, the smart people are moving on up, right? So you get what you pay for. I feel the same way about web developers and designers. Like if there is a web developer who's like, I'll do your website for $50 an hour. I'm like, so you're going to, you're going to sell it. You're going to bill it. You're going to account service it. And you're going to build it. And you're going to pay the rent and you're going to pay for your internet and you're going to pay for your health insurance and you're going to pay for, you're going to put money away from time all with $50 an hour. Like what is going on here? Like, what are you getting? Like, it can't be, it's not right. Like, it can't be right. And so I'm always like, whoa, I don't know that like whatever you get out of that person, it could be magical, but it might, it might just be a turd. Like, <laughs> you might, I wish that you would just not spend that money and go spend it with somebody who may even be a hundred dollars yeah. an hour, but, but get the experience that you deserve and the website yes, that you want totally. out of it. Because there's just so many more things that go into it than um, what we're thinking. Okay, so um, my last question for you for wrap up um, about virtual assistants is like, how and where do you go to find them? Like what, what place, where? There's a whole secret (laughs) underground network of us because a lot of us are the intrapreneur behind the scenes. We are not playing on social, right? A lot of us are introverted. (laughs) There's a secret network. So what you should do is first start with your friends, ask Ask if somebody has a really good OBM or a VA on their team, uh, see, A, are they taking more clients, but, or do they know someone? Because chances are like that referral network to me is really strong, right? Uh, You can also Mm -hmm. ask people who are already following you and on your email list, like it does not hurt to try your own social media. What I will say is have a system Mm -hmm. to collect this. So you're not overwhelmed. It could take one person sharing your job and it could blow up and you could be inundated with crappy job requests because you didn't, you know, set it up right, (laughs) right. And collect it. Um, so that's a good thing. Post on your social, send in an email. Uh, there's a good Facebook group. with a lot of fellow business owners, uh, you'll always see people asking there and name dropping there. Uh, there's a site for going overseas to the Philippines. You can check that out. And then there's a lot of sites. Mine is hireunicorn.com. What I do is take your top three tasks so you don't have to overthink it and write a job description. And I share it with my my work group, which is my membership. But there's a couple other sites that like hiremymom.com. There's, you know, you can always go to Fiverr Upwork. You can look on LinkedIn. You can use hashtag research. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I will say is vet this person. If they say they can do social media graphics, look at their pro- look at their portfolio. Make sure they actually can because so many people skip this step because they hate it so much and they just hire the first person who comes their way. So time and hire mm-hmm. the right person. And call their references mm-hmm. and yeah, it's hard. Even even when you do take the time to hire somebody the right way, it still doesn't mean they're going to be the right human and that's like the worst feeling. But if you take your time and you really do think about it, it's so much easier. And if they don't, if they do not have a portfolio and they say that they do graphic design, don't hire them. (laughs) Yeah. They have to have, they have to have at least examples of their work that they can send to you because that is (laughs) the noodles. Um, Okay. So. How can people get a hold of you? Let's say that there's somebody in the audience who is a virtual assistant. I actually have a couple of virtual assistants I know that are in my audience because I hung out with them during my website awesome. planning workshops. And they might want to get trained up 
How do they yeah. do that? If you're if you're a VA and you're hanging out in admin land and you want to come join me in the marketing world, um, I have a course that teaches all of the things we talked about from affiliate marketing to email marketing. It's called the Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant School. It's everything that I first trained my own team on, which it all started with SEO, but I flipped it. <laughs> we, we start with email marketing here. But um, yeah, come, come. I, I set up a self-study. So for if you're a go-getter, if you already have clients, if you don't need extra handholding, that is a reduced price and it's at your own pace, which is beautiful. But I do live launches once mm-hmm. a year for the live cohort that has a few extra things. And I include some job ops over there and that will be launching again in October. Yeah. Yay. Okay. So now friends, you know, the virtual assistants are Awesome. And they can help fill in the gaps in your team and, and get you rolling even better. So um, tell us your domain name again, or however you want people to contact you and find yeah, you. I hang out the most at Instagram right now. So you can find me at Emily Reagan PR. I still have the PR from when I had the agency and I just haven't changed it because everything has that right now. And the other Emily Reagan beat me to my domain name, but we could, you know, one day I'll get it. So hang out on Instagram. I also have a web, I also have a podcast called Unicorns Unite, where we talk about different marketing tactics. We talk to different freelancers. It's pretty fun over there. It's a small podcast, but it's very, very niche and specific. And I also have a free Facebook group. If you're looking to hire and you're not ready to submit the form or you want to come lurk and stalk a little bit, you can join the free Facebook group. There are VAs hanging out there. And there's extra trainings and whatnot there. And I have a freebie and it's will help you with your first hire. And it's actually new and it will help you write down the tasks you need, categorize them so you can have different job uh, roles or figure out like what that hire is. Because here's the thing, here's the thing I meant to tell you earlier. Um, There are six departments of business. There's HR, there's accounting and finance, there's customer service, there's product development, there's operations, and then there's marketing and sales. So there's six different departments. So you want to be thinking about which departments do you need support in the most. So start creating that awareness around that now. This guide will help you. And then you can hire for that person. Where people fail is they start to Frankenstein it and they get that person. They expect them to be good at everything and work in all the departments with multiple bosses. And that doesn't work. And so when I talked about that person up-leveling, they up-level within their department. So think of me as the marketing you know, department for you. I can supply the VAs. But here's the thing, the, like everybody's individual. I have women in my community who, who do accounting and bookkeeping. Like that, that's their background. So you might truly get a unicorn who does that too. Uh, I just don't do admin. Mm-hmm. My inbox is a mess. I don't touch it. I actually should hire a admin assistant myself. But you can get that freebie, how to hire uh, your first VA in four weeks at emilyreaganpr.com slash hire. EmilyReganPR.com slash hire. I love what you said about not Frankensteining them. It reminds me of every time I have to go buy a pair of black shoes. I'm like, well, I want them to be good with jeans and I want them to be great with a dress. And then I want them to be like, you know, I could wear them in the fall and probably in the winter and maybe in the spring and summer too. And then I'm like, what have you just done? You just tried to put four pairs of shoes into one pair of shoes. You need a pair of boots. You need a pair of heels, you need a pair of flip-flops, <laughs> like knock it off, buy the three pairs of shoes, right? Because they they don't Frankenstein into one thing and people are not that way either. Like they're really not, like I cannot tell you the last time I, I hired someone who can really, really design, who can write. They don't go together. Like 
They don't. I don't know how I can do both, but I've never hired anyone else who can. (laughs) And a lot of great programmers, they can't design. Mine can because he's magical, but a lot of them can't, right? So I think it's the same thing with all the different people in your business, especially if you're hiring for somebody for marketing, they probably can't work on your books. They're not, their brain doesn't do math. (laughs) Talk to them because you you just don't know. And you want, you want your teammate to be in their wheelhouse or they're going to turn in crappy work. They're going to drag their feet. Things are going to come on time. So you want that person. And one of the questions I like to ask in, like when you're doing a discovery call is uh, pull out that growth mindset and say like, what are you most interested in learning? Cause that will tell you everything. One girl was like, Oh, this SEO mm-hmm. course. And I'm like, Ooh, nice. So what does that tell me? It's probably not going to be my graphic designer. Right. <laughs> no. And okay. So my favorite, I should, um, and then I'll wrap up after this. My favorite interview question is to ask people, um, what is their least favorite kind of housework? Because if you are a person who likes to do a big job and get it done, like I like cleaning the bathroom. I only have to do it every so often. It's a big job. I get it done. I walk away. I hate doing the laundry. It's never finished. I can't keep up with the laundry. I don't remember to flip it. I'm a big picture girl. I'm a bathroom cleaner. And so you ask people about this and you can almost always tell like, because like my best friend loves the laundry loves it. And I'm like, that's why we're so good together, girl. Cause oh, I'll do your oh bathroom. Do you do my laundry? Fun analogy. Um, anyway. I'm just thinking like, Dorky, I like laundry when the kids leave me alone, I can watch a dateline or love is blind or something, but like that just doesn't happen. Yeah. So what do you, what would you call the person who aimlessly walks around the house, just decluttering and then therefore gets no cleaning done? That's me. Yeah. That's me. Um, And that's like a big picture person, right? So that's not the person that I want doing my admin tasks or working inside of my QuickBooks or doing like monotonous tasks over and over again, because it just demotivates that person. Um, I want that person doing something that's like bigger picture, maybe a big planning exercise, um, like writing that blog post or doing that one off blog, you know, or page on my website that's that person. They don't belong over in, in ETL land. Do you you have another podcast or a blog about this? I would love to share it. You, you should just do a LinkedIn article and I will share it. Cause this is, I've never heard this before. It's like the best thing ever. I have another one too. I will make a podcast about it. Cause I have like a few interview questions that are just really out there. And when people answer them, they're like, I don't even know why I'm answering this. And I'm literally checking boxes in my head. Like you can oh do this God. job or you Send can. that to me later because I'm dying to know. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you everybody for hanging out with us in this um, really fun VA slash hiring discussion. I feel like if you haven't thought about hiring, you probably now have all kinds of like thoughts and juices flowing about hiring. And that's a big deal. And it might not have to be somebody who's full-time. It could be a virtual assistant. It could even be a unicorn. It could be. So um, thank you so much for joining us, Emily. I learned so much today. And everybody who's listening, thank you so much. And until next time, go forth and market with purpose. To get a copy of the show notes and all those links that we just heard from our guest, head on over to maycreate.com, M-A-Y-E-C-R-E-A-T-E.com. And of course, I have to tell you the things that all podcasters are supposed to tell you at the end of their episodes. Like, if you thought this was awesome, you could subscribe. And then I would like get to tell you when I have new stuff for you to learn and new episodes and new people to meet, new stories to tell. Oh, and of course, 
I would really love it if you left a review. So head on over to maycreate.com for those show notes, M-A-Y-E-C-R-E-A-T-E.com, or maybe even contact my team about building that next website. We can do it for you, and we even have our Better Than DIY website program that teaches you to plan and build your own website. So head on over to maycreate.com, M-A-Y-E-C-R-E-A-T-E.com. I'll meet you over there.